avizandum. In Scots law, this term describes the careful consideration given by the judge before an important decision. Join me each week as we explore various topics from a spiritual perspective and take matters avizandum. In the United States, today is voting day. It's a very important election. And after all of the speeches, rhetoric, debates, ads, and millions of dollars being spent, it's time to vote. What are followers of Jesus to do? While the candidates would say they wish to serve the public interest and are people of truth and righteousness, we know that many politicians love their powerful positions and all of the publicity. The promises they make and the actual realities when they are in office are often quite different. At the risk of being simplistic, it seems to me there are two extremes followers of Jesus may adopt. There are many who believe that it's pointless to vote. A plague be on all of your houses is their theme. Why vote for candidates we know are self-serving, of dubious character, and often follow the party leaders rather than voting according to Scripture and their consciences? This is not to say that there are no sincere and honest candidates for political office. There are, and we praise God for authentic followers of Jesus who are called to serve God in the political field, whether that be at the local, state, or national level. But these kind of candidates seem to be in the minority. So there are Christians who, in effect, opt out of the political system. In any event, they believe that God is sovereignly in control. We live in an evil world, and because much of the political world is also evil and corrupt, it's better to put our trust in God rather than in a political party or a particular candidate, is their view. Then there are Christians who passionately promote everyone going to the voting booth, including Christians. They give the impression that if you don't vote, you're kind of committing some kind of sin. They're often advocates of a particular politician or an ideology or political party. Their view is that secularism is taking over our country, and it's time to take a strong stand against the evils of secular Marxism, socialism, abortion, transgenderism, and so on. In their enthusiasm, they may give the impression that the future of Christianity is at stake strongly believing that America was and may still be a Christian country, they believe Christians need to be in the public square at all levels, whether that be on PTA associations, local councils, school boards, as well as at the state and national levels. Their focus and passions are ideologically driven, and sometimes it seems that their ideology is being more shaped by a political party or political figure or political ideology rather than the Word of God. An extreme position is that Christians, they believe, can usher in the kingdom of God if we take back America. Now, the majority of followers of Christ do vote, But at the same time, they don't believe that the world is going to come to an end if the political party or political candidate of their choice is not elected. Scripture is clear that our commission is to proclaim the gospel to all of the nations and to love our neighbor as ourselves. We are to be more focused on the kingdom of God rather than on the petty kingdoms of politics. Jesus said, My kingdom is not of this world. 
If my kingdom were of this world, my servants would have been fighting. That's John chapter 18, verse 36. Now, this does not mean that we should not vote. I strongly encourage everyone to vote. That's part of our responsibility of being citizens of this great nation. So, laziness, lethargy, cynicism, and disillusionment should not prevent us from voting today. Our votes do matter. And if we don't vote, we shouldn't complain about the politicians who are elected and the policies they advocate. But we must remember that while we're in the world, we're not of the world. The Apostle John writes, The world is passing away along with its desires, but whoever does the will of God abides forever. That's 1 John chapter 2, verse 17. Our trust is to be in our great God and our Savior, our Lord Jesus Christ. He rules sovereignly over the nations, over the states, over our cities, over our towns, over our schools. In this great land, we do have the freedom of worship. And when we pray for those in authority, our prayer, according to Paul in 1 Timothy 2, is that we may lead a peaceable and quiet life, godly and dignified in every way. This is good, and it is pleasing in the sight of God our Savior, who desires all people to be saved and to come to the knowledge of the truth. We're to stand against evil, but we do know that the answer to the evil of the human heart is not in electing a political savior or policy. Rather, the answer is in sharing the gospel of our Lord Jesus Christ, which transforms people from the inside out. We are to be salt, permeating the corruption, light, illuminating the darkness. So, Whatever the result is in today's elections, we're to stand strong in the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ. We're to stand apart from the political vitriol and personal insults and always display our Lord Jesus Christ. So, go out and vote today. And as you go, shine with the beauty of our Lord Jesus Christ, who's the Savior of the world and who's coming back, coming to rule with perfect peace and righteousness. Avizandam. You're listening to the weekly Avizandam podcast from The Verdict, featuring Pastor John Monroe. John is senior pastor at Calvary Church in Charlotte, North Carolina. Listen to John's daily program, The Verdict, on broadcast radio or major podcast platforms. For more information about The Verdict ministry, visit us online at calvarychurch.com slash theverdict.